Hey guys, it's Carlos. And it's Brandon. And this is the unofficial Movie Critics. And today we have our second guest, a really special guest. We met on Instagram. His name is Brando, and he runs a YouTube and Instagram account on movies with Brando Critic. So he has 3,000 YouTube subscribers and close to 3,500 followers. So Brando, how are you doing, man? Good, guys. Thanks for having me on. How are you guys? Good, good. We're looking forward to getting into this podcast, learning a bit about you. Yeah, man, let's do it. Definitely. We've been looking forward to this episode all day, so happy to have you on, man. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad that uh, I can make your Friday a little bit better. <laughs> Likewise. So I guess we'll start in with the first question, which is, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, um, so like I say in almost all my videos, uh, I always say, hey guys, my name is Brandon, aka The Brando Critic, and on this channel, it's my job to point you guys in the direction of movies worth checking out. And I think I just, I started the YouTube channel just because I was always that person that people would always come to, like all my friends are going like, hey, I'm, I'm what do I watch? Give me a movie to watch. You've seen everything. Like, watch, <laughs> like, what do I watch? And then I'll go like, okay, well, like, do you want to be entertained? Do you want to laugh? Do you want to feel like this adrenaline pumping, uh, ad- ad- adrenaline rush? And then I'll give them a movie. And then I just kept doing that. And after my film school, uh, my four years at film school, I said, you know what? I think I would put those two skills together and I started the YouTube channel. And then, uh, yeah, it's been about two years now. Um, it's been a slow progression, but uh, now I'm at 3,000 subscribers. I just hit that around like early, early August. So, mm-hmm. or actually, sorry, uh, late August, early September. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been a, a great ride so far. Nice. Congratulations, Congratulations. 3,000. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Now, were you have you done it for the two years consistently, or did you kind of like do it, take a little break, and come back, or or just kind of uh, consistently? It was pretty consistent. Um, like for a while, I would try to do a review for every single movie I watched, but that just got way too intense. And um, like the only really times I took like a hiatus were I went to I went to Europe for two weeks, so I didn't make any videos then, and then um, went through a bit of a personal low point. Uh, last year and I just um, I'd make like one video a week and it'd be just like a a random or like the newest release so I wasn't doing any other uh, like older movies but it was it was more of I think it was like a maybe the beginning of last year where I started to actually look back on some of my older videos and I'm like okay I can't just put myself in front of a camera and just talk I actually have to put some effort in I have to do some more editing I gotta like be a bit better on camera so that's when I think the progression started to take off Wow. And did you see if your efforts were like rewarded once you started putting it into into practice? Yeah, I feel like a lot of it, too, was trying to figure out the YouTube algorithm, which which still baffles me to this day, because like I'll <laughs> like after those uh, those DC fandom trailers, um, yeah. I partnered with a, a movie website here in Canada, Movie Scene Canada, and they were like, oh, could you do reactions to all the DC fandom trailers? And it was like later on in the day. So everyone had been doing their reactions already. Right. And I I upload them all at the exact same time. The Batman one takes off, <laughs> the Shazam or the uh, Black Adam one doesn't take off at all. And I did the exact same tags. I just changed the word Batman with Black Adam, and maybe it's because more people were interested in Batman. But the whole algorithm thing is still, it's still a a, a steep uh, mountain to climb in terms of trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. But I do I do realize that like once I started to get a bit more. Um, a little more tight with my editing 
and I started to get a little bit more comfortable on, on camera, then people started to really notice it. Because I have I went back a couple of days ago to watch one of my earlier reviews, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, no wonder why no one was subscribing. Like, I was just, <laughs> all the ums and all the pauses, and I, you could tell that I wasn't really trying to, I was still trying to figure out what I was going to say in my mind. You could still see the, wor- uh, the wheels turning, but the preparation work has probably been the biggest difference going forward. Nice. That's awesome. You know, I get scared to go back and listen to some of the episodes we recorded and we haven't been doing this long at all, but um, yeah, so that's awesome. And I was going to tell you, I was actually one of those people binging, you know, those Batman trailer reactions. So mm-hmm. I can definitely see why that's one of the ones that took off. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That, I, that movie is everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Are you personally excited for it or? Uh, yeah. Like it, it's funny. I, I didn't grow up a Batman fan. Uh, this, this fact might shock a lot of people. But the first movie, the first Batman movie I'd ever seen in theaters was Dark Knight Rises. And it was like late into its theatrical run. And after that, I'm like, oh, where have I been the last 20 years? Oh, my (laughs) goodness. So and I watched Batman Forever when I was a kid on like VHS a couple of times. But, uh, you know, Robert Pattinson looks he looks the part. And he was I remember when he was cast, everyone said like, oh, Robert Pattinson, this guy doesn't look like Batman at all. This guy like he can't do it. But you know what? I just remember people at least hearing about how people said the exact same thing about Michael Keaton and yeah. you know what? Now he's a fan favorite. Right. That's true. And same thing with Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, people went crazy. Like, mm-hmm. like this guy can't play Joker. And then, I mean, he gave us arguably the best Joker performance, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that, that just shows me that you can't judge a casting just by the name. Like you got to see him in the role or see her in the role first. Mm-hmm. And then you can make your judgments afterwards. Right, right, definitely. And have you have you seen like some of uh, Robert Pattinson's like indie movies that he's done? That kind I of haven't him respect? seen. I haven't seen too many. Uh, I have a younger sister, and uh, Twilight came out when she was the perfect age for it, so <laughs> it definitely was on in my household. And that's really all I know him from. I know he was in the Lighthouse and a couple of other projects, but um, and of course I saw saw him in Tenet, which I thought he was great in. But again, I, th- I think when Hollywood casts someone like so outside the box from what people would normally think, I think mm-hmm. that they're like they're professionals for a reason. So I, I trust them with with like an out of the box casting decision like that. Right. Definitely. I agree with you. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes actors, you know, they have to play a specific role and maybe the movie's not so good, but it's not their fault. You know, like mm-hmm. Twilight, he did what he was told to do. So, I mean. That doesn't yeah. make him a bad actor, as we see now in his progression. Yeah, of course. That's cool. Absolutely. Yeah, and Brandon, Brando, we noticed you mention a lot. You or right now, you just mentioned you had a film degree or you went to film school. Mm-hmm. How does that play out? How does that play out with you reviewing your movies and how you see movies? Um, I think it it helps me in the fact that it it allowed me to look at movies from just more than just I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it like and and I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but I, I do get people saying, hey, can you check out my channel? Like, of course, we're all small channels and everything. So we're all trying to you know support each other. And so I get people going like, hey, man, can you check me out? I, I've done it, too. Right. It's totally it's totally cool. It's totally normal. <laughs> I mean, we kind right? of did that with you. Yeah, exactly. You got to try to get yourself out there. And a lot of channels, they're just putting out their opinion, but they're not bringing any insight to it so they'll go oh i i really liked uh the phineas phineas and ferb movie because i like phineas and ferb and you should watch it (laughs) and i'm like you didn't give me a single reason to watch this movie so 
with going to film school, I had a class for directing. I had a class for cinematography. I had a class for producing. I had a class for editing. And so you, I learned, I, had, I, st- I stuck my toe into every single, you have to stick your toe into every single aspect of the filmmaking process. So I think that just kind of heightened my appreciation for some, for movies. So even though like a movie like Tenet where I enjoyed it, but I still think that that movie is a very confusing, confusing, uh, almost too smart for its own good kind of movie. I can still appreciate the cinematography, the production design, and just the, just the direction of it. Right. right, right. Whereas before I might just look at that movie and go, Oh, I, I didn't understand it. Eh, thumbs down. So you're able to at least, see some of the good parts in a bad movie and see more of the bad parts in a good movie. So it's more of a, a wider range of looking at film. Okay. That's awesome. And I, I am curious, like when you do have someone like another small YouTube channel that reaches out and they're like, Hey, what do you think? And then their reviews are maybe not good. How do you, how do you approach it? Do you just tell them like, Hey man, and well, on here or what do you do? See that, that's, that's the, that's the hard point. Because you got to think of it from like, this is another human being trying to, you know, do content on YouTube. And you could just tell them like, hey, man, I think your editing sucks. I think your lighting is terrible. I think you need to uh, speak more clearly. But what do you do? Like, I find that especially because they're looking for validation. Mm -hmm. If you just like just totally shit on them and just totally destroy that, like, it's not constructive criticism in their mind. Right. Like they'll take it as a personal attack and they'll go, well, like, you know, they'll just get offended by it. But um, I I try to, if, if something like that happens, I'll try to go, Hey man, I can tell that you're really passionate about it. I would just maybe like, maybe look at upgrading your lighting, right? Because I can barely see you or something like that, or like try to give constructive criticism in a way that is not, that they wouldn't take offensive, even though I'm not offending or throwing shade at them as a person or as a character. And mm-hmm. like, I've been on the receiving end too, right? Like mm-hmm. I've been told like, hey man, if your reaction videos, maybe let the the movie breathe a little bit as opposed to trying to try to shove in as many jokes as possible. You know, okay. so it all depends on the person on the other side as well, if they can take constructive criticism. But you, you try to say, hey, I, I, I appreciate what you're doing. I can see what you were trying to do. Maybe just like go in this direction. And sometimes they are genuinely good, right? It's not like right. every single person who tries to reach out to me is just below me and I am up on my silver castle here. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, okay, that's cool. Like we're all learning. We're all learning. Right. Right. Everyone awesome. needs to improve on something. Now, yeah. have you had someone who's just like that bad though? Like, um, you're like, maybe you should like stop. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had, I've had people where it's like just like really bad production quality, but then at that point you're like, they're already set in their ways and you go, okay, cool. Thanks. I'll drop a like on it. You know what right. I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah. just like, just appease them. Yeah. Okay. Kind of remind me of something that this book talks about. It's called uh, how to win friends and influence people. I'm not sure if you read it before. Uh, I haven't. I've never heard of it. No, well, it talks about principles like that, how to deal with people. And it talks basically what you do. Not everybody's open to criticism. And if they are, or they say they are, they might try to justify themselves when you actually, you know, highlight something they're doing bad. But if you start with something positive, they might be more receptive to it. Seems like you're you're using that pretty fine. I, I try to. 
you know and like and again with with uh because like i get comments on my videos too um where people will, will say like oh i'm just trying to be constructively critic like constructively criticize you but then they'll go like their comments will be look at this idiot in front of the camera so it's like okay well if you're gonna insult me first then it's gonna be very tough for me to actually take what you say seriously so right. if i kind of like i don't want to use the term butter it up, butter them up but i'll use it anyway <laughs> you know what i mean they'll be more likely to take it yeah and people who are that harsh with their delivery like they don't genuinely care about giving you constructive criticism they just they'll say that but i mean and they just yeah. come out and go, oh, look at that idea. It's yeah, they're just, they're just trolls. Yeah, it's like, oh, what can you do? Now, mm. do those, like, when you do get trolls, like, does that affect you, or you just kind of, like, whatever? It, it did at first, um, because, you know, like, I didn't have, like, I actually had a YouTube channel in high school growing up, um, but, you know, you know, nerds in high school, like, my high school was just right out of Mean Girls, right? Like, the oh, jock really? set here the horny band kids here, the nerds here, the people who are like the metalheads here, the, you know, uh -huh. it was very, very isolated in terms of what niche you fit into. So, mm -hmm. um, and so when I ever got like trolls, um, coming out of my YouTube channel, I'd be like, Oh, it, it's just like back then. But that's what you realize is like, it's not what's right now that's affecting you. It's the pain that you still had when you were younger, that it's still affecting you. And I think of it this way too. So, like for example, um, name a like for example, what uh, what's a movie that you guys really love? Inception. Inception. Okay, so if someone, if you guys talk about Inception, and then some guy comments on your video or on your podcast saying, "Inception fucking sucks," <laughs> like it's a fucking mess of a movie. Like the movie doesn't change because this guy commented, "You don't have to sell your copy of the Blu-ray." It's not like you can't like it anymore. Their opinion yeah. on the movie literally does not affect your life in any way shape or form it doesn't mean that the pillows are gone from your bed it doesn't mean that your plumbing doesn't no longer works in your house it has no effect on your life whatsoever so i find that a lot of people too when they get really uh like butthurt about comments it's because they don't have anything else going on in their lives you know what i mean so it's like this one comment from some person you will never see who is hiding behind a computer that you can bet dollars to donuts that they will not say the exact same thing to your face right? right like i know that a lot of these comments if they saw me beside them right mm -hmm. they would not say the exact same thing definitely not right. like people are just too afraid of uh confrontation right just like tyler durden said in, in fight club but right. and that's the thing too and like i'll quote joe rogan on this one you never see someone who goes man my life is just so great i have everything that i want i'm married to the to my perfect spouse and i just am I am full of love and gratitude, but you know what I love doing in my spare time? Just shitting on people on the internet. You know what I mean? So right. when it comes to that, it doesn't really bother me that much anymore. It, it took a while, but it, I think this pandemic has definitely lent some wisdom in that regard where it just, it doesn't really bother me anymore. If, if they're telling you to change some things, you know, listen to them and say, okay, maybe I can change this. But if they're just doing it just to get a rise out of you, you can tell that they have really nothing else going on in their lives and they're getting off on it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. That's a really good perspective to have on it, you know, and the people who spend their time like trolling the internet, looking for people to hate on, like obviously their life's pathetic. Like you said, they got nothing to do. So yeah. In the end feel bad for them. Right. That's what they spend their time doing. They don't got much going for them in life. So 
Yeah, if they want to waste their time giving me more engagement on my videos, then go then go ahead. <laughs> go right ahead. Helps the YouTube algorithm, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Brando, where do you see the future of your channel going? Like, what are your plans with the channel going from here and now? Well, um, so what I wanted to do was just, you know, make a video about all the movies that I like, right? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that is a very hard market to get into. So what, and again, it's still in the brainstorm phase. But what I was trying to get started was like the Brando show. And basically have a show where I have other YouTubers, have other movie people, have other people in pop culture, entertainment, just interesting people on and relate it back to movies, right? Um, and just talk about them as uh, specifically as a person, their love of movies and how movies can relate to other subjects. And then just have like a live stream and have a talk with uh, the, the fans going on as well. And then on the side, I just partnered with a, a website again, like I said earlier, and then have a segment of the show be for like the newest releases. So I'm getting press screeners now. And then maybe for like an older movie, I'll do a video on it if I really love it. Maybe like a Brando's Picks kind of thing. So it's in right now, it's in that progression. It's in that transition phase where that's what I would like to start happening. So I'd like to have like, you know, different YouTubers, different movie personalities on the, the show, ask them a bunch of questions. And I have it so that it's not just movie news and discussion because there are so many different podcasts just about that. You know, yeah. like, oh, um, you know, Mulan came out. Let's talk about the Mulan controversy. Oh, we have Superman's black suit. What does this mean for the DCEU? That, that stuff doesn't really interest me. What mm -hmm. interests me is why people love movies in the first place, because movies speak to different people for different reasons. And trying to hone in on that is kind of what I want to do with the Brando show. So that's basically where I'm trying to go with it. Nice. Awesome. Nice. And it does seem like it seems like the future of your channel does look bright. Definitely. Yeah. Like thanks, I said, man. When we plan to have you on, we definitely watch some of your videos and definitely like mm -hmm. enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. Thanks, That's guys. Awesome. Now, I did want to ask you earlier, you did bring up Tenet. Now, unfortunately, we haven't been able to see it yet. Right. And I, and I didn't get a chance to see your review on. I didn't get to see that one. Got but, it. But um, just like, I guess you don't have to give a full interview, obviously, but generally, what did you think about the movie? Uh, it looks amazing. It'll make your head hurt. <laughs> um, but it's, and see, this is the thing. And I was thinking about this last night. I was talking with my, one of my buddies and he watched hateful late for the first time. And he's like, what did you think of the hateful eight Brando? And I'm like, um, it was okay. And he's like, yeah, I was so surprised. It was not that good. And we totally agreed on it. And I said, yeah, I, I wanted to give it another shot. But I don't know why some certain filmmakers just get a free pass where it's like, oh, you got to watch it twice. You got to watch it again. And then maybe right. it'll be good. So because, you know, Adam Sandler doesn't get that treatment. Like Adam Sandler <laughs> movies don't get the whole, well, you got to watch it again. Maybe you'll understand it a bit more. No one says that. But Christopher Nolan gets a, a free pass. I have a for Adam Sandler, by the way. Just a heads up. <laughs> oh, it's, it's totally okay. Um, but a lot of people just say, you got to watch it twice gotta watch it twice and then i asked them how many times have you seen it and they go oh i haven't seen it yet it's like well then how the fuck can you tell me that how the fuck can you tell me look look me in the face when i'm doing my air quotes but you know what i mean it's like oh it's a christopher nolan movie you gotta watch it twice and i understand where that comes from with tenet because it is just a it is a confusing movie 
And the worst part about it is that when they are trying to explain the whole time inversion thing and everything going backwards, the music is so loud and the characters most of the time are wearing gas masks. So that's like a Christopher Nolan staple where you have characters <laughs> talking with things over their mouths. So it's a little hard to understand what they're saying. So, right. but then again, it's a beautiful looking movie and it was exciting in many parts. I can't tell you what the plot was. I cannot sit here and tell you guys what the plot of is it plot was of this movie. So for a big screen spectacle, I enjoyed my time with it, but I I wasn't racing to watch it again to really understand it. Okay. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, like you said, with a lot of Christopher Nolan movies, you're like, oh, it's Christopher Nolan. You got to watch it twice. Now, Christopher Nolan, right, would you consider yourself a fan of his? Or I know there's a lot of people who love him. I'm a big fan of his. But I yeah. know some people are like, oh, he's kind of overrated. He's a little pretentious. Like, where do you fall on that? Honestly, it. I don't care who directs the movie. I don't care who's in it. I don't care who's the production designer. I don't care where it was shot. All I care about is if it's good. So I do find that Christopher Nolan generally makes good movies. So I would consider myself a fan of him. But uh, I even said this in my review is that I find that Christopher Nolan has the most loyalist of fans where anything the guy touches, it's just he is my favorite filmmaker. And I, I, I did a, a poll on my Instagram, who's your favorite filmmaker? And I just knew that it was going to be these five. Fincher, Tarantino, Spielberg, uh, Villeneuve, and uh, Nolan. And that's exactly right. what they were. Everyone just said those ones. And Nolan definitely has his very, very loyal fan base. Um, I don't think I would say that I'm a, I'm a part of that because I haven't seen all of his movies. Like, I haven't seen Insomnia. I've seen The Prestige once, right? And um, I've seen, I I like the Batman movies for sure. And I've seen Interstellar once. Mm -hmm. But uh, generally speaking, though, I think he does make good movies. And I think he's a talented filmmaker. I would love for him to do James Bond. Oh, my God. Uh, Count me in. Yeah, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. I I, Like I said, he is one of my favorite directors. I'd say him and Villeneuve are my two top. Mm -hmm. So, but I definitely get what you're saying. I think sometimes, just sometimes these directors... They get they get this, you know, they're held in a high regard for a good reason, of course. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes people get a little too like, whatever they do is amazing. Like yeah. I'll be I might put off some people right now, but like Tarantino to me is extremely overrated. I don't know why, but like <laughs> I'm not saying he's trash, but I'm just saying for me personally, I think he's a little overrated. Mm-hmm. Now if someone tells me that's a fair director, I'm not gonna hate on them, obviously. But yeah. So I did but I definitely see what you're saying in terms of that. Yeah, I think the problem is when you when you say that, people automatically hear, so you hate every single Tarantino movie ever? <laughs> exactly. No, I didn't say that. I said that as a filmmaker in general, I think he's overrated. Now, I, I like Tarantino. I think him himself is a bit of a kook, but mm-hmm. he makes just some great movies. So it's kind of like a trash talker in, in a sport. It's like you hate, you hate him, but if they can back it up, they're like, oh, I guess you can't really say anything. I, yeah. I think that's Tarantino. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So you talked about like, having favorite directors. Do you have any favorite films that come into your mind or films you hold into a high regard, Brando? Sorry, directors or, or movies? Uh, I guess both. Either way. Uh, um, I'd, it's, it's a cliched answer, but I think my favorite, <laughs> my favorite um, director would probably be Spielberg. Just because if you look at like my top 10 or 15 favorite movies, he's in there quite a bit. Um, and Mel Gibson, too. He's directed some oh, great movies. Nice. Uh, 
and Ben Affleck. I like out of his four movies that he's directed, I love all of them. Yes, yeah. even Live by yeah. Night. That's which is a very unpopular opinion. <laughs> but in yeah. terms of I favorite like that you movies, said that though, because he's very underrated as a director. People forget, like, yeah, everyone goes straight to Fincher and Nolan and everything. But I'm like, right. if I just go with in. And like I said earlier, I, I care if a movie is good, right? So if I go right. to like my favorite movies list, who, which director shows up more than once, right? And it's actor, it's directors like them. Love so, mm-hmm. and okay. Edgar Wright has shown up a couple times too. So I'll put him in there too. Okay, okay nice. nice. I like that. So instead of just saying the quote unquote, the right answer, you kind of mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I like <laughs> the quote unquote right answer. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, there is that stigma, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously like my top two are kind of maybe pretty basic answers, but that's who I genuinely enjoy, though, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, good. I'm sorry. Go. Go I was just going to say, like, then you have people who are like, oh, these are just modern filmmakers. They're not Hitchcock. They're not Kubrick. <laughs> they're not, you know, they're not old school. But yeah, yeah that that's right. that's more of like the film professor uh, answer. Right, right. That makes sense. Awesome. All right. And then now someone, someone like Damien Chazelle, like what about him? Um, he he's the one who did Whiplash, right? Yeah, he did uh, Whiplash yeah, right, at La La right. Land. For some reason, I got I got him and Denise Villeneuve uh, mixed up. Yeah. Um, I, I again, like I I loved Whiplash. I really liked La La Land. First Man, I thought was it was a slow burn, um, visually stunning, but in terms of a, a an emotional connection. Um, I find it hard to get invested in movies about astronauts because astronauts themselves are people who are supposed to be emotionally detached from their job. And if you're watching a movie, it's like if you're watching a movie about a character, you're supposed to emotionally connect with them. And mm-hmm. I find with astronaut movies, like for uh, Ad Astra, I have the same problem. Like I, I don't, I can't connect with this character. If I want to watch a documentary about astronauts, like, uh, trust me, I'm in. Like, I've been to NASA in Houston. That was that shit was unbelievable. But, <laughs> awesome. um, in terms of Damien Chazelle, though, like, yeah, like he's made some good movies. So I guess I'd I would say I'm a fan of his. I think he made a movie before Whiplash. I I can't remember. Gotcha. Okay, nice. And then I'm not gonna just name a bunch of directors, but last one I'd be interested just to hear your opinion. Denis Villeneuve. Um, well, I love him because he's Canadian, just like me. Uh, <laughs> so I gotta represent. I gotta represent him. Um, yeah, he's made some. Uh, again, he's made some great movies. Uh, like Sicario, I thought was uh, was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, he he seems very very smart. Um, yes. And I remember when we were talking about, I was in like a film philosophy class, and we talked about like the the philosophy of sound and how some directors will even argue that the sound is more important than the audio. Um, a good test for this, uh, which was, I think, fascinating, was they showed Star Wars to people who had never seen Star Wars before, but there's no sound, there's no dialogue, there's no sound effects, there's no ambient noise. All there is is the score. And people got it. People understood the movie, right? Because music is supposed to... Music, like movies, play with your emotions more than any other medium. Mm -hmm. So... Like, I believe it was Sicario that I think it was Denise Villeneuve said mm-hmm. that, you know, he focused on the score first before he even worked on the script. Oh, wow. Um, some, some, I think it was Sicario. Don't quote me on that. Oh. But um, yeah, something like that. So I'm like, okay, this guy thinks differently in terms of making movies, which I really do applaud. I haven't seen Arrival 
yet, which I've heard was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that's the movie that my ex-girlfriend was just like, just so mad at me for not seeing. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it eventually. <laughs> no, watch it tonight. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we, I still haven't seen that one. But yeah, Denise Villeneuve, like I, I'd consider myself um, a fan. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, my personal favorite movie by him, uh, I think it's Carlos's too, so Blade Runner 2049. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a fan? Um, uh, Blade Runner. I, I, uh, uh, <laughs> little overrated for both of them, I will say. A beautiful looking movie. Beautiful looking definitely. movie. We agree there. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful, definitely. I, I think even if you don't like the movie, you got to admit, just the cinematography, how it looks, everything. Yeah, it's it's one of the most beautiful looking movies I've ever seen. Straight up. Okay. Absolutely. Now I'm just, I'm gonna spend the rest of the episode trying to convince you to love that movie. No, <laughs> no, but um, got you. All right, Carlos. Yeah. Okay. Brando, what about you having a film degree? How do you feel or view the cinema industry? Do you feel like it, there's hope for it to get better, or is it getting worse, or how do you view it? Yeah, like the current state of cinema. Right. Um, well, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but I actually I work for a film studio here in Vancouver. Um, oh. Oh, wow. So I, I actually am in the industry. Um, so basically, my job is if a show like Vancouver is a huge hub, they call it Hollywood North. And so it's a mm-hmm. huge hub for movies and TV shows. We we at my company mostly do TV. So we do like Riverdale and Arrow and Flash and Supergirl and a lot of the DC shows. Oh. Um, those are more the recognizable ones. We do a lot of Hallmark crap as well. I mean, someone watches it and we make a profit on that like crazy. It's unbelievable. But yeah. regardless, um, so basically whenever a show comes to Vancouver, they say, okay, we need, we need this, this much studio space, need this many cables, stands, lights, cameras, all that crap. It's my job to get it for them. And it's my job to make sure that their budgets are in line. And it's, it's the part of filmmaking that no one talks about because it's not very glamorous. Like everyone asks, oh, did you meet like... We worked on um, Welcome to Marwin, mm-hmm. and this one guy went, "Oh my god, did you meet Steve Carell?" I'm like, "No, Steve Carell's not wa- not walking by my cubicle." <laughs> like, not, I was not just about to ask you, have you met any actors, even from no. like Arrow or Flash or anything like that? No, the the closest I've ever come to that was I had to go to the Riverdale set to just count cable in between uh-huh. seasons because like all they left all their lights rigged up, uh-huh. and you just had to walk into Archie's bedroom and just count. Okay, AC cable number one, light number two barcode this and just like wrote it all down to make sure that they had all the lights that they needed okay. so it's just all monotonous work but you did it to walk through all the sets and things so that was pretty cool, cool. so but, did you, um, you enjoy it i enjoy it uh it, it's kind of fun to know like we worked on sonic the hedgehog um oh. and things like that and of course we did not know the cgi mess that what it, what that movie was going to be of course <laughs> just knew like all right yeah we're going to be sh- shooting the jim carrey scenes over here that day but of course, you're at the office, so you're not going on, onto set, uh, which the, the security is just unbelievable oh, on man. those movie sets. Like if, if you are seen with your phone, you're fired like right oh. up right away. Oh, wow. Like I was uh, I was an extra in Fifty Shades of Grey because they needed some extra people. And you can see me in the movie <laughs> uh, right behind Dakota Johnson. Uh, I thought she was an extra, so I started talking to her. And she's like, do you know who I am? I'm like, oh, Jesus. Uh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, of all films. Yeah, out of all films, they needed people for the graduation scene. Um, but, yeah, it, it is enjoyable to to see things like that. 
Um, but yeah, the security is crazy. But to answer your question about the state of cinema, the thing that, that comes to me, and again, this is above my pay grade of, of what I do, but I, I think of like the Disney live action remakes. I think of like the MCU and just franchises and things like that. Mm-hmm. And people love to complain about the Disney live action remakes and how they're, you know, there's no heart, there's no soul. And I, I, I totally understand it. I totally understand it. I thought Lion King last year was terrible. Terrible. Anyways. Mm-hmm. And people go like, oh, why do they keep making them? And I just, every time I talk to them, I just uh, put my um, my fingers together and I make like the money symbol, the money sign, yeah. like flashing cash. It's like, because you guys keep seeing them. Hollywood, as we can talk about Mary Sue, Mary Sue all day long, gender politics, feminism, politics about all this crap. Hollywood doesn't care as long as we keep going to see them. So if people are so upset about the Disney live action remakes, don't watch them. Eventually, once we we as an audience stop going to see these movies, then Hollywood will stop making them and go, okay, well, obviously, you know, like it's a business. Of course, they're going to make movies that will yeah. get box office numbers. And right now, the MCU makes a shit ton of money. So they're going to keep making more and more and more and more and more. So, and me personally, I, I hope that we get to a point where like an original idea, like Knives Out, Right. Like that was a big original idea from last year. 1917, although it was based on a historical event, right? World War One. But I I look forward to the day where I actually eagerly anticipate a movie like a tenet, where it's a totally original idea, like Baby Driver was one uh that I loved from a couple years ago. Um it's not just hey, when are we going to see Shazam 3? Like I saw this post the other day where they're talking about, will Black Adam uh, fight Shazam and Shazam 3? We haven't even seen Black Adam. We haven't even seen Shazam 2 yet. And we're already talking about Shazam 3. And that and that's that's one thing that I, I don't really partake in too much. And that's why I didn't really want to do a, like a movie news and like discussions uh, oh. channel because we can talk about the what ifs all day long. I remember when there was supposed to be a men in black and 21 jump street crossover. I remember when that was supposed to be a thing and everyone's like, Hey Brandon, what what do you think about this? 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 And I go, I'll let, I'll let you know when I see it. Right. We're always looking to what is coming next when we literally have 100 years of cinema to enjoy. Yeah. And we're themselves. Yeah. And I, I, I get it. All these movies have been delayed. I wanted to see no time to die more than anyone. Right. Mm-hmm. but I realized during this pandemic, there's a hundred years of movies and I've barely scratched the surface and I would watch movies that I hadn't seen before. Like I watched full metal jacket for the first time. And I'm like, this is better than 90% of the movies coming out in theaters and coming out straight to Hulu and Netflix and all that stuff. Uh-huh. So to me, I just hope that like, again, when you look at back, back then movies like the Terminator movies, like back to the future, the karate kid, these weren't based on anything. These were just all original ideas. And now we, we got a sixth Terminator movie last year. Just let's let's see something new. You know what I mean? So that that's where I hope cinema will go. But since that nostalgia is really the the thing right now, I don't I see that I don't see that slowing down anytime soon. Unless unless a Marvel movie just totally bombs. Then right. I feel like that'd be a giant shakeup to the industry. And honestly, I'd welcome it. I don't want to see any bad movies, of course. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? 
Now, would you consider yourself exactly. a fan of these like MCU movies? Yes, but not to the extent of others. Okay. Wherever, like, where I uh, there are some movie channels that are doing very well for themselves, and I totally respect them. But I don't watch them as much as other people do because it's let's let's discuss all the newest movie news, where it right. should be called. Let's talk about the MCU news, right. and let's talk about the MCU. I love right. movies. It's kind of like being on a date with a girl. And you say, what kind of music do you like? And she goes, I like everything. And I'm like, oh, like what? Oh, oh like Drake and <laughs> Travis Scott and um, Post the Malone. insert Post Malone. I'm like, oh, so you like current rap music? Yeah, I like everything. It's like, okay, right. <laughs> I love movies. I love all cinema. I like Iron Man. I like Captain America. <laughs> I like Hulk. I like Thor. So, like, so you like the superhero movies? Yeah, yeah. I like everything. Yeah. There's more to cinema than just that but again it works for them and i give them all the props in the world for me it's just i want to see a good movie like i said before i want to see a good movie and the mcu has a lot of good movies in it okay and do you have the same thought same thought for dc stuff or do you think differently when it comes to dc i think controversial i guess you could say yeah in terms I, of their I, live action stuff you know their other stuff has always been really good but their mm-hmm. live action movies have gotten they're controversial. Yeah. I guess that's the way to put it. Right. I, I could. T- I know they're they're divided for sure. Um. Mm-hmm. And see that that's the thing. Like I'll say, I enjoy the MCU more than DC because I think that the MCU has more good films than the right. DCEU does. And so everyone's like, "Oh, Marvel fanboy." It's like I don't care. I want to see a good movie. I think Wonder Woman is better than a lot of the MCU movies. Right. But I also. I don't like Man of Steel. I don't like Batman vs. Superman. I don't like mm-hmm. Justice League. I don't like Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. You know, Shazam? I thought that was great. And as mm-hmm. soon as I see a DC movie that I absolutely love or really like, I will totally put a thumbs up on it. And I will say, hey, guys, this movie is great. You should check it out. I can't wait to see another one or I can't wait to watch it again. Things like that. But I won't say, oh, it's DC. I can't stand it. I got to be loyal to Marvel. It's not, you're, it's not like a spouse, right? That you got to choose right. between. Right? right, they're just movies. So, so you're not biased. Yeah. You just whatever ones you enjoy. Whatever ones I enjoy. Right, because there's people from both sides. You know, there's Marvel fanboys who are like the most toxic people on earth. Who, if you <laughs> criticize one Marvel movie, they're mad. But then there is, I, I'm more of a DC fan for sure. I wouldn't say DCEU, but DC as a whole. Right. I definitely yeah. Prefer DC much more than Marvel. But mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not saying Marvel's trash. I yeah. think a lot of maybe MC movies are very overrated, just for me personally, but. Guess yeah, what? of course. When a new Marvel movie comes out, guess what? I'm in line buying a ticket, so you know. Yeah, you want to see a good movie, and like again, I'll be the first to admit that I thought, you know, I wasn't a fan of Captain Marvel. I wasn't a fan of Ant Man and the Wasp. Like, mm-hmm. there are some MCU movies that I do not like at all, and there are some DC movies that I absolutely love. Right. It, it it doesn't matter again what stamp is on it. Like people go, oh, it's a Disney movie. I can't stand it. Nope. <laughs> it's like, well, have you seen the movie? No. Well, then right. you cannot tell me that you hate the movie because you haven't seen it. Right. And I mean, they exactly. both there's that bias already. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say there's that bias already. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, because like both franchises are, can be very successful, you know? So it's like Marvel, what they've done is amazing, setting up that whole universe, you know? they've Because mm-hmm. before Iron Man came out, no one, no one was saying, oh, I love Iron Man. He's my favorite superhero. Unless you're like a, a comic book fan. But now look at Iron Man and Captain America, Thor, these heroes. But then DC, DC's always had like the the golden age of heroes, I guess you could say. 
like the Dark Knight, Batman's one of the most popular heroes. So the Dark Knight trilogy was obviously very successful. Joker was mm-hmm. a success. I mean, they both they both have the potential to be huge. So it's like no point. <laughs> Just enjoy them in general. Yeah, like I, I think you're you're doing yourself a disservice by automatically choosing a side. It's mm-hmm. like I will I will only watch Star Wars and I will never watch Star Trek. Well, then you are missing out on some good movies. Right. Just simply put, that's all it is. Exactly. Yeah, very good point. Mm-hmm. Now, so you've been accused of being like a Marvel fanboy before. I've been accused of everything. Any name you can put to a, a movie fan, I've been called it. Okay. Why do you hate James Bond? Uh, I don't hate James Bond. Oh, the, of course you love that movie because it's only James, it's only because you love James Bond. Uh, <laughs> like you, you're never gonna win with everyone. And why do you hate that, Christopher Nolan, Brando? Come on. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? He cut me off once, and he called me a piece of shit. So, like personally, I I want to just like you know yeah, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> so with that uh, incident you said happened with uh, who was it? Dakota Johnson. You said so. Uh, was she like rude to you? She was just like, "What? Why are you talking to me?" I'm like, "Okay, yikes." Okay. I, only because wow. I think I didn't recognize her. So she got offended. She got offended. And I mean, have you, if you've seen her on Ellen and uh, Jimmy Fallon, like, Mm -hmm. again, I don't know her personally, but uh, she seems like she's a little, uh, um, full of herself, full full of herself. I don't say insecure, like self-conscious kind of like just, she's kind of like Brie Larson where everything is a negative intent. They take everything as a negative intent. Where it's like, no, I just wanted to know how you were, you know, as like a personal attack. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. No, I really like that. I really like like your perspective on things. It's uh like there's no bias, you know. Just like you said, you enjoy a good film, so yeah. Just because it's made by a director isn't going to make you hate it or love it. Yeah, and that's the thing too. It's um like I'm always one. I, I made a video on it uh, on my channel too. Uh, like things I hate about movie fans, mm-hmm. and I think the biggest thing is, is like like you say that you love Blade Runner, right? Right. And I necessarily didn't like it, but like, is that going to change my life? that someone else on the internet likes a movie that I didn't even make, right? right. Like I have no personal exactly. attachment to, and I get it. Like we all love movies so much. And when we have a movie so close to our heart and we have someone who says that they hate it, people feel personally mm-hmm. attacked by it. But it's like people will like different things for different reasons, right? You can't expect to a 96-year-old lady to walk into Avengers Endgame and like it the exact same as is her eight-year-old great-grandson, right? right. They're going to see the film exactly. from different angles. But what what I care about is them explaining it. It's like, oh, so why did you like Blade Runner 2049? If you just go, mm-hmm. oh, it looked cool, and like <laughs> Ryan Gosling is like badass, bro. I'm like, okay, you clearly don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it because of that. Only because it had the Hans Zimmer score, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's like, if you can if you can tell me why it worked for you, like, oh, I liked the slow pace. I liked yeah. the cinematography. I like movies about this subject matter. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So if, and that's the thing too, if you explain it, then other people watching your videos or watching your reviews can go, oh, I look for that stuff in my movies too. Okay, I can right. relate to this person. I'm going to follow them. Then I'm going to go on. Like, I, I don't want to just go oh, I hate this movie. It sucks. It like didn't make any sense. And like, it was like, it was dumb. If, if you're being as vague as that, then I go, no, I can't, I can't, I can't take your recommendation seriously. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's kind of what we try to do. You know, we just had a mm-hmm. whole episode actually about that movie. So we definitely discussed 
why we liked it and then why some people didn't like it. So, because right. I can, as much as I love it, I definitely see why some people did. Because, like, when I first watched it personally, it caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't expect it to be like a slow burn type film. Right. But it was. But then I ended up loving it because I loved how it wasn't just mindless action. Like it just mm-hmm. delved deep into certain topics. And it still, it still leaves a lot of unanswered questions that you can yeah. discuss after. And there's some mystery. So that's just what I personally loved about it. But I like yeah. that viewpoint you have on it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Brando, I had a question I just thought about right now. But what specifically attracts you about movies? Like, is there one certain aspect you like? movies because of the storytelling and visual art what what's your viewpoint um you know what you know it's funny i i actually remember the first time someone actually asked me this i was at a i was at a house party and i was way too drunk and i saw the hot girl in the corner and i'm like you know what brandon i have this thing called liquid confidence i'm gonna go over there and talk to her and i was slurring my words a little bit but later on in the night you know we go down in the basement and we're talking and she goes, well, why, why movies? And that's where I, I kind of had to retrospectively think about it in an altered state of consciousness. And I, I have my definitive answer now. Um, so this is, think about this. When you go to, when people say, hey guys, let's go to the movies. What are we actually doing? We are leaving our house, getting in our, into our vehicles, paying for gas to drive 15 minutes, 20 minutes away to the nearest local movie theater. So you're walking into a building and paying to get in with your own hard-earned money to sit in a theater, to sit in a room with 300 other strangers, to stare at a screen for two hours and then drive home. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? (laughs) Right? That's what we're actually doing. But we're like, oh, that sounds like a total waste of time. Why would we do that? Well, there comes emotion. There comes a movie on screen. So it goes, all right, so why do you want to go see an action movie? It's because we want to feel that adrenaline pumping action, right? We want to be taken on a thrill ride. Why do we watch comedy? Because we want to laugh. We want to feel humor. Why do we watch a drama? Because we want to feel this, like the human spirit. Why do we watch a horror movie? Because you want to feel fear and terror. Why do we want to watch a thriller and a mystery? Because you want to feel suspense and intrigue, you know? So it's all human beings and human beings have been telling stories since the day, since the dawn of time. And I think that movies are, they're my favorite form of storytelling because you have the, uh, the vid, um, visuals, which nowadays with technology, you can get really creative um, and with audio as well. Like I love music, but if you have all that together, then you have a great medium to tell a very great story. And I, I find that my favorite movies of all time were the ones that moved me the most emotionally where I'm going like from, from excitement to humor to sadness. And I think that's why the MCU is so popular because mm-hmm. they always get that tone right. Um, right. Like yeah. one of my favorite movies of all time is Braveheart. I oh. love that movie. Historians will tell me I'm a liar, right? I guess <laughs> I get it. It's not a true story. Sure. The action scenes are so engaging. The character drama is so heartbreaking the comedy makes you laugh it is suspenseful it's intriguing you have absolutely every single emotion you could feel in a movie heightened to the max extremes and like i showed uh um the girl i'm talking to braveheart and she was like she was crying at one moment then she was cheering and then she was laughing and afterwards she's like 
oh my god i couldn't even handle that my emotions are just going all like out of whack and and that's the thing too and i don't think people maybe hot in their hindbrain notice this but when they go oh i didn't like that movie i'm like why didn't you like it oh it was boring oh so it didn't move you emotionally it didn't make you excited it didn't make you laugh it didn't make you want to be a better person it didn't make you feel suspense it just gave you no emotion so you just sat there in a lifeless theater watching just things on screen you know that you know what i mean so it's it's the emotion it's the emotional journey and that's why movies are loved all around the world because right. we're all human beings. We all want to feel things, right? So right. cinema is a is a universal language. Right. Yeah, exactly. I definitely agree with you. I just feel like the power of storytelling is just heightened with films because you have not only visual, since you know we're visual creatures, but also audio. Once these two come together, mm-hmm. it, it just makes you feel so much. And then storytelling, the power it has to unite people with just... A, a great story, a great storyline, character development, all that for me, it leads to a good film. Right. That's what I appreciate. Yeah. I don't know. Brandon feels the same way. Right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think you guys covered it perfectly. And I just love mm-hmm. like the variety too, you know, like you said, just all the emotions you can feel. So like, yeah. like, I can turn on like a goofy Adam Sandler movie and guess what? I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna laugh, you know, mm-hmm. I know Adam Sandler gets to hate, but it's all good. I love this. So I'll turn on, but then I can turn on a film like, well, Inception, you know, Fight Club, something like that. Just like maybe those movies. So it's like you just get so much variety. That's mm-hmm. what I enjoy, you know. Yeah. Like my personally, my favorite type of films are the ones that make me think afterwards. Right. Like the ones where I have to go on YouTube afterwards and watch yeah. like video essays on the movie. So yeah, definitely those are my favorite type of films. But definitely, mm-hmm. I think you guys covered it perfectly. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a really good stopping point. I don't know what you guys think. It's up to you guys. If you guys have any other questions, I can still I can still go on for a little bit longer. But it's up to you guys. Got you. I, I do have one question. Go for we it. We just did it. We just did an episode on this. So there's kind of there's been this like this little talk here and there where some people are like debating like like that movie. Some people are saying movie theaters are gonna die. You know, like COVID puts the nail in the coffin. Where do you right. stand on that whole? Um. That whole. It, it like it's, at the beginning of this whole thing, I thought, oh no, like movie theaters, if they are able to survive the pandemic and then they come and then everything is open again, then they'll survive because people want, like, it's an event. You know what I mean? Like, every single Tinder date idea, oh, dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie. It's like, it's, it's the going out part. But now mm-hmm. that. I don't think like when Tenet came out, like I still thought that a lot of people would just, you know, say, ah, screw the whole pandemic thing. I'm going to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's looking like that. Not a lot of people are really doing that. And um, see, I don't, I don't know. It's uh, I, c- I could see movie theaters dying. If, if this goes on for another two years, then yes. Mm-hmm. If it, if this ends by January, which I highly doubt it will. Mm-hmm. But if it goes on until then, then I don't know, it might, they might die. Like that's, and that's the thing too. Like I, I watched unhinged at home. I, I got a pre-screening link and I'm like, this is great. I was able to watch a new movie from the comfort of my own home. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess it, it feels better if you have like a, like a home theater set up, you're right, not watching right. it just on your laptop. But I think 
the and again it's it's not the movie fans that they the theaters have to win over because they already got them it's the right. general audiences uh yeah. and i had this argument with someone uh they got really angry at me uh they're like of course the movie theater is going to be open because like i knew this one guy he went to go meet brie larson at this event and he had 80 tickets for captain marvel and he saw it 80 times it's wow. like okay yeah sure like you have super fans out there but that's not everyone Exactly. That is a very, very niche market. You need the reason why Avengers Endgame made all that money was because, yes, we had a bunch of comic book nerds go see it, of course, mm -hmm. but it was an event. Mm -hmm. Even my grandmother was like, What's this Avengers Endgame movie? I want to see it because everyone else is talking about it, <laughs> right? They need to grab the general audience. And, like, right. I think the, the uh, statistic is like the general audience goes to see about one movie per month. That's it. Right. Whereas wow. us movie fans are seeing movies like twice a weekend, you know, we're going out and like, that's just our niche, but it's the Correct. general audiences. And I don't think, and I hate to say this, and I don't think that general audiences are at a point right now to they're, they're not that eager to go out to movie theaters anymore. So right. it, it all depends think, on this whole pandemic okay. thing. And do you think streaming is playing a big part of that, you know, with Disney Plus offering their movies directly, you know, with a surcharge? I, th I think so. Like, I, I and I don't know the, the numbers on this, but I think uh, that Mulan did very well for Disney Plus um, in terms of just people wanted to see it. So they did pay that, you know, 34, I think it's $34 here in Canada. I think it's just 29 in America mm -hmm. to, to get it. So I think, you know what, if Black Widow goes to streaming i think that's very bad news for the movie theaters i think that's yeah, the movie that's that we gotta wait out for because mm -hmm. like yeah because obviously people like us we value that but you know i that to me that's still obviously i enjoy watching movies at home but the way to watch the best way to watch movies in the theater you know like we yeah. have a movie coming out probably we're not going to see it till next year but like dune yeah like you can already tell that's the movie you're gonna have to watch in the movie theater you know yeah it's gonna be huge as long as there's not this stinky guy who's talking throughout the entire movie and just eating his chips right beside me yeah. then i'm good <laughs> see that that's the thing too and this is a big canada united states difference mm -hmm. up mm -hmm. here in the movies it is silent it is silent no one claps afterwards after the movie everyone just gets up goes out the theater everyone's respectful whenever i go down to the states absolutely every single city i've been to in the united states i have seen a movie in and every single time there's someone in the theater like I remember we saw the X-Men Days of Future Past premiere in LA mm -hmm. and the, the reveal, uh, I won't spoil anything, um, Mr. Uh, Laser Eyes. One guy just yelled out, <gasps> he's alive? Oh my God. It's like, dude, shut the hell up. Like I'm trying to watch the movie. <laughs> and then the, the, the clapping after the movie theater, that after the movie, that one just baffles me. I don't get it. Right. Mm -hmm. so, Man, I need to go to Canada then. I, I just don't. What a great crazy culture. Day. You know, all, you know, there's like, there's, there's like those memes about Canadians being just like the most respectful, nice people ever. It seems like that's not far from the truth. We're like, if, if you bump into me, I'll say sorry for being in your way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. The, the politeness is, is insane. Actually, you know what? Uh, just real quick. Um, where are you guys from? Right, so I'm, I'm, I'm from North Carolina. And I'm from Houston. Gotcha. Oh, right on. Yeah, I was just in Houston last year. Um, okay. I, I I enjoyed the city. I definitely did. Um, but yeah, like, I just wanted to ask, what is a Canadian stereotype 
that that you guys have of us, and I'll tell you if it's real or not. I've, oh, I've heard some. I like important. that. I like that. Um, I've heard some really weird ones. Amazing. I've heard some really weird ones. Say that again. Sorry. That Tim Hortons is the best thing in Canada. It's like our, it's our Dunkin' Donuts. It's the exact yeah. same. So we have the donuts, we have the sandwiches, we have the coffee and everything. It's it's great. <laughs> it's great. And then, uh, well, me and Brandon, uh, I guess we wouldn't say grow up, but we watched a lot of How I Met Your Mother. And uh, <laughs> one of the main protagonists is uh, somebody from Canada. Yeah. She gets hit on a lot mm-hmm. uh, about, you know, Canadian stereotypes like the yeah. accents. Uh, she's, from, hockey. she's from my hometown, too. And even the characters from Vancouver. Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so I got all the references. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So I guess that's for me, Tim Hortons. Uh, I actually went to Toronto and I'm planning to go to Calgary. Mm-hmm. So I imagine I've seen the pictures. It looks amazing, especially, uh, what is it? Banff? Banff? Yeah, Banff. National Park. Yeah. Uh, seems amazing. And then uh, Tim Hortons is great. Toronto is great. The people there are great. So look, definitely looking forward to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, it- never been to Toronto. Um, that, that's the thing too. Like my accent, I'll come out. We, we dropped the last T of Toronto. If we don't say Toronto, we'll say Toronto. Toronto, oh, okay. That's just, but that's just. You can tell that if you're from from uh, if you're from Canada, that's all. Uh huh. And then there's well, this, I guess with how I met your mother. Oh, go ahead. No, oh no, I was gonna say there's like I've seen like the whole maple syrup thing. Are y'all actually like obsessed with maple syrup over there? Or is that just like a stupid joke? It's not, no, not really obsessed with it. We uh, we make it. It's a big export, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but it's very good. It is very good, but we're not, we're, we don't like bathe in it or anything. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I guess another one would be is that, uh, Toronto, Toronto is your capital when it really isn't right. It's, uh, Ottawa. Yeah. Ottawa it? is our capital. Um, but Toronto is like the New York city of Canada. It's, it's huge. Um, I've only been there just for a layover, so I haven't actually mm-hmm. walked around the city, but, um, yeah, Toronto is is like the New York of Canada for sure. Nice. Now, like over here, there's a few stereotypes about Canadians, right? So, in Canada, is there like quite a bit of stereotypes about like Americans? Maybe like the opposite, like being maybe more rude. Do you, Do you want to hear them? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. Let's do it. I'm Let's curious do it. to know. Um, We're not gonna get offended or anything. So but, you know, since Americans have that view of Canadians, does it flip for Canadians beyond Americans? uh generally yes um so so i'll 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 state by saying that i've seen more of the united states than of canada uh i i only live 10 minutes away from the border actually so i can actually drive uh i drive down to seattle at least twice a year um because it's it's very close and i love it down there Mm -hmm. um but the biggest american stereotypes and i love americans don't worry it's it's not a because every time i talk about the differences between countries there's always someone who's just like i love trump you suck so um <laughs> mm-hmm. trump is a big one right and uh-huh. uh, great, great crunch get, i can't do it <laughs> uh, i was even doing the uh i got i squint my eyes i make my lips more pronounced i love my daughter i hate hillary anyways um fast food is a big one. You guys love your fast food. Uh-huh. And you know how I can tell this? On the like the interstates, right? The highways mm-hmm. between states. Mm-hmm. Um, in Canada, you do have like signs that say, oh, turn off here for, and you'll have symbols. Like a, you'll see like a plate with a fork and a knife. That's food. Then obviously there's a gas uh-huh. station, like a hotel, 
hospital, mm -hmm. gas station, just like little symbols. That's not in America. You'll have signs that say, oh, and this exit, you'll have McDonald's, Wendy's, Quiznos, Subway. Um, yeah. Or maybe is Quiznos only Canadian? Oh, who cares? Jack <laughs> no, in the no, Box. Okay, got it. Like Jack in the Box. Uh, I'm thinking of just like Carl's Jr., um, you know, like IHOP, Chick-fil-A. Uh, yeah, that's one thing that we do not have in Canada is Chick-fil-A. And I'm very upset about that. Oh, man. I had it. Oh, I had it for the first time when I was in Orlando. Uh, and I'm like, uh -huh. okay, yeah, I can. I, I like this. <laughs> uh, fast food. Um, obesity is one. Yeah. Uh, a little arrogant. Uh -huh. um, a little stupid <laughs> in terms of like knowing much about the world. Like mm -hmm. outside of the United States, mm -hmm. it's just it's mm -hmm. America is first. Um, right. A big divide. Everything is a political issue. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. That's something that I personally dislike so much that, that it's like that here. Right. Like every every issue is made into political. I'm not going to get into mm -hmm. that, obviously, but that's one thing I definitely. Yeah. Agree with. Um, how it's like the the north is all the north and the coast are all like. Uh, liberal or like more left and then the, the south is more right like the bible belt right mm -hmm. uh like yeah. uh the joke here is it's like and I, I don't know if this was a canadian making fun of americans or americans made this joke themselves but it's like mm -hmm. down in the south we got the three f's we got faith family and football <laughs> so i'm like all right you know, that sounds like it could be both that, yeah. Could be yeah, that, that sounds something joke. that Texas yeah. would say. And I mean, I have family in Boston and I have family in New Orleans. So I do, uh, I have both ends of the spectrum in my family. So um, uh, football, love football. That's that's another one too. Um, yeah, stereotypes about Americans. Uh, guns. You guys love your guns. Um, that's all I can think of. And again, would you say those are valid, Carlos? Uh, I think so. Uh, I feel like guns is definitely something I see a lot in the South and Houston area. That big, the whole three F thing is definitely relatable here in Houston, uh, South area, all of Texas. I'm based in Texas. And a lot of those stereotypes I do definitely do agree with. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say I agree with that. And then there's a couple that I think are just obviously over exaggerated. But yeah, absolutely. So funny. But uh, and I think a lot of them fit to like specific types, yeah. Of people not generally, but then yeah. again, I'm not the type to get offended over it, you know. Because when people, you know, people make jokes about stuff and people like to get too offended, like yeah, like know, I I oh, get so you hate Americans, huh? Yeah, like, like oh. I'll I'll totally like be, make fun of the Canadian stereotype too, where it's like. So, like, you know, when we're wearing our toques, eh, we'll be going out into the ice rink, we'd like shooting pucks, and like the guy, like this, 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 uh, this hoser wanted to fight me, eh? Right? So I just started fucking feeding him the right, left. Uh, yeah, take that, bud. <laughs> Bro, you like reminded me so much of uh, Robin from How I Met Your Mother right there, just with that hoser. Yeah. Although, so was hose she an accurate portrayal? Uh, it's very um, stereotypical, of course. Um, but mm -hmm. some things are true, you know. Like, uh, we love hockey. We love our hockey. Holy crap. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a culprit of that, though. So are you guys like super polite, but then at the same time, like super tough? Because like in that show, she was like, you know, like the Canadians being nice. But then she was like, so when they went to like, the, I don't know if you remember when they went to like that Canadian bar. Yeah. And everyone was like, just super like tough. Yeah. It's um like, we're super polite. Like, but it, it 
you know, if you if you go into a bar, if you push someone, you're gonna you're still gonna get into a fight. Like there's it's not like we're all like singing kumbaya. There's still crime, there's still murder, there's still like bad eggs, you know what I mean? There's still right, like of course. there's still some racism um up here. It's it, it's not as like uh publicized, I guess I should say, like in the wow. States with like all the protests and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but it, it it does exist. You just don't hear about it that much, um, you know. So it's not like a perfect country, but I think um, you know, like I would say we're mostly polite with each other. Like at a hockey game, when everyone's drinking beer, it is mm-hmm. it is so much fun. And if you say like, "Oh, I've never watched a hockey game before," like everyone's like, "Oh, fuck game! Yeah, well, what drink some most Canadian there, hey, bud? All right." And then they're gonna teach you the rules. And then when everyone scores, everyone starts buying each other beers, and it's just a giant <laughs> drunk fun. But if someone like just goes over the line or insults a Canadian, like we can we can fight back. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Although I do think it's funny that some people think like, oh, like like just the nice people in the world, like you know, like they expect, oh, to, like Canada doesn't have like like hood, you know. There's no dangerous people in Canada. Mm-hmm. But, our yeah, our hood, like our version of like like I'd say like Compton or maybe like Harlem, I guess like just like the hood areas um we have like a lot of native americans up here uh so like native reserves because kind of like you know segregation in the 60s and everything we kind of had the same thing with like our native american population but that's more of in like the middle of canada uh in the like the prairies um so i'd say those would be like the 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 slums of canada so it's mm-hmm. it's unfortunate, but uh, yeah, that's what we have. But most like oh, if you go okay. to like the cities, like you know Calgary, Vancouver, um, you know it's it's very multicultural. It's very uh, it's very chill. You know, you, like um, you feel very safe. Mm, nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's great to hear. Now there's this and, there's uh, this food that I know it's like ah, oh, but I forgot what it's called. Poutine. But it's like yeah, yep. That's it. That's <laughs> it. So how. Uh, how big is that? And like, it's how good is it? It's a lot. I always wanted to try it so bad. It's a lot bigger in the East Coast because it's like a French dish. Uh, dish. So mm-hmm. Quebec is our French province, but no one speaks French on the West Coast. Nobody. Okay. It's just an East Coast <laughs> thing. It's just there. Um, so basically, what it is, and our McDonald's have poutine up here, which is oh really? It's, it's great. Um, so what it is, it's just French fries and then you have like cheese curds and you put it in there into like a bowl and then you put hot gravy on it, on it and it like melts the cheese and you have French fries. It, it's pretty good. Well, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Have you ever had it anywhere here in the States that makes it or no? Poutine? Uh, I'm not a big poutine guy, so I haven't really, um, I'm a big barbecue guy. So I was a big fan oh. in Texas. <laughs> Oh, okay. Loved it all. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I was in uh, Galveston, and I'm like, yeah, I'll have everything barbecue. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Galveston's more like a seafood. You get a chance to try the seafood. I'm not a big seafood seafood guy. So yeah. I, I, okay. I kind of just looked at the – I found, like, this barbecue shack. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. There's this really popular chain of uh, restaurants, and they have, a like, a barbecue side of it. It's called Papa's, Papa's Barbecue. I'm not sure if you had a chance to – I, I haven't, no. It's really great barbecue. If you have the chance to come back, definitely take a whip around. Nice. Papa's, uh, what, and what's that? What's that uh, gas station 
with like the chipmunk or the squirrel. Oh, you're talking about the best gas station in the world, right? It's Bucky's. Bucky's. I, I drove by one and I was in an Uber and I didn't want to yeah. just tell them to just stop in Bucky's, but I heard that I heard Bucky's was like the place to go. But I, I did go to Whataburger though, which was awesome. Oh, okay. yeah. Whataburger's nice. Uh, yeah, Bucky's great. Everybody loves it here because, you know, Texas is a big state and everything and we do a lot of driving yeah. around. But the thing is, uh, I don't know if it's the same in Canada, but it seems like the hygiene and public bathroom, like bathrooms and gas stations are horrible, horrible. Mm -hmm. So Bucky's kind of started that movement of having clean bathrooms, having a lot of space so people can walk around. It's not just like a tight mm -hmm. space, having lots of parking, serving all types of food, especially barbecue and all that. So we really fell in love with Bucky's mainly because of the clean. Yeah. I, I heard about the clean bathrooms. Yeah. It's um, I think we have a lot of the same gas station companies. Like I think you guys have Chevron, right? Yeah, like yeah, or like yeah. Shell, you know, like those things. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have, we don't have seventy six. We there's one called Petro Canada. Uh, we have Seven Eleven, of course. Um, yeah, so there 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 are similar like that, but we don't have uh, at least where I live, we don't have like a big like Bucky's style type of gas station. There, there you go, Brando. Your time to capitalize yeah. on that opportunity. <laughs> yeah, <market>. Brando's. <laughs> <laughs> brandos you just have to come up with an attractive mascot yeah there we go absolutely you could probably call it a hose <laughs> maybe you might get some great yeah hugs, but <laughs> yeah <laughs> the hoser hut there's timmy there's a timmy's in there tim hortons we call it timmy's um you know yeah. watch the, the hockey game <laughs> you need to sit down watch <laughs> that uh geez put any other canadian stereotype in there <laughs> exactly but now that we're on the topic, I guess, with Canada, how have you guys been dealing with the uh, pandemic? Um, we've been pretty good. Um, I think just, uh, I think the best thing that we've had is that it's not a giant political issue. Like, it's not that we, mm. there are people who are naysayers. There are people who like, I'm not wearing a mask, but it's not, it's not like this huge protest level, like event every single time someone mm. talks about it. Everyone's like, all right, well, I'm going to be courteous now. I'm probably going to wait until that person walks out the door before I like walk in. Uh, if I'm going to a crowded area, I'll probably wear a mask. If I'm going on a like on a ferry or something or like to the downtown mall, I'll probably wear a mask. If I'm getting my hair cut, I'll probably wear a mask because the guy's really close. But, you know, it's people are pretty courteous. There has been a giant spike where I live um recently because in my suburb there's a big indian population and uh it's wedding season mm -hmm. and indian oh, weddings indian. are huge i'm talking like tents and tents and tents outside of their houses and it is a giant party and there's a lot of um uh like banquet halls that are getting rented out right now for like big weddings um, mm -hmm. because they're all owned, uh, in like the Indian part of town and there's a big Indian wedding. Cause it's just the time of year. Um, so our government just banned major weddings and, uh, oh, because wow. of that, the, the numbers have been going down. So it's, it mm -hmm. went up a recent spike during then, but most of the time, mostly we've been, uh, we've been okay. My act, my aunt actually got, got it not too long ago. She works at a, a grocery store here. But, you know, she quarantined for two weeks. We all just, you know, kept their distance. People are, are taking it, you know, uh, we're, we're dealing with it pretty well. It's not like a giant, like, if you see someone with a mask, you're not going to get all like, 
how dare you? Our forefathers did not die in World War II for you to become a slave. Just, okay, the guy's wearing a mask. The guy's not wearing a mask. Okay, I'll probably stay away from the guy who's not wearing a mask if he's just, you know, walking around and not being courteous. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. yeah so it's it's chill. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And then how about the forest fires? Have you guys gotten any of that? I know that's super huge right now in Oregon, all of the East Coast. Uh, right now. Or no, sorry, not East Coast. There is smog where I live because oh, it's, wow. it is so big in California, Oregon, and Washington State that all of the smog has mm-hmm. come up here. Like if you look outside my house right now, it is just a smog fest and it smells like forest fires. So it's it's that big that you can smell it from here, which is just crazy. Okay. Yeah, I did hear a couple of like influencers and YouTubers I see they posting how this guy's just turning orange. There's this mm-hmm. one who made fun that it kind of looks like the scene from Blade Runner where he's walking into the orange field. The radio yeah, oh, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but uh, let's hope it uh, it, go, it dies down soon. Yeah, uh, 2020 is almost over. Almost, almost. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. When this all started, I was like, oh, it might be quarantine for a couple of weeks. And that quickly turned into something crazy. Yeah, yeah, who knows? But, uh, I mean, I'm going to this place called Victoria. Um, if you guys want to look it up, it's uh, – I'm going there tomorrow just for the day. It's uh, it's our province's capital. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a great place. If you guys ever come up to Vancouver, you guys got to at least go there for a day. Uh, and you're going to really know what island time is. It is bizarre. What is it called? island victoria victoria bc and for some reason as soon as you get off the boat from the mainland to get over to the island to that town there's no stress in the world like there's <laughs> there's no ounce of stress on that island and you you can physically feel it when you get off and it is a feeling that you can i cannot describe like you you get off and you're like oh wow i feel like i feel like i'm taller i feel like i have weight, like no weight on my shoulders and i feel just relaxed and it's just Oh, yeah, wow. so it's uh it's great. So I'm, what do you think plays what do you think plays to that? I think it's just like everyone lives on the island, everyone kinda it's not like a big hustle and bustle like in the city. Um and I I think that's that's one of the major reasons. And I think uh like there's a lot of beautiful nature around, so it's a lot it's a lot easier for uh them to kinda unplug, you know what I mean? Whereas not you're not like in a big city or if you're not like in just in a suburb with a bunch of houses in a row, I think you're able to unplug a lot easier on an island. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures right now. It looks beautiful. Do you guys have, uh, uh, I guess, uh, last question for me. Do you guys have any like vacation spots around you? Because like I know, like I was talking to people in Houston and they say like, oh, we like to go down to Galveston for the day or we'll get like a hotel down there and we'll go to the beach. Um Mm-hmm. And I think uh, my ex-girlfriend lives in Orlando and she used to drive up to North Carolina sometimes. And there was like a, there was like an Island or not, maybe not an Island, but there was like a, this one place that a lot of like tourists would go from that area. Like, it's like, Oh, let's drive here for the, for a weekend. But I don't know what it's called. Isn't that Myrtle beach or something like that, Brandon? Yeah. Myrtle beach is kind of like the big one over here. Probably it's in, it's, in, it's in South Carolina, but yeah, but like that's kind of the main people. Like, yeah, we'll go there for the day, you know, yeah. that type of thing. Kind of like how and there's like, go on, go ahead. Oh no, there's like this like big like theme park. It's like a theme park slash water park called Carowinds. That's like huge. All right, Got I've it. never been a big fan of it, but that's like a big thing. Like people here do. You right. Know? Got it. Kind of like how people from LA drive to Vegas for like a weekend, like right. this four hour right. drive, and boom, you're there. 
Right, right. Yeah. And I'm not sure about Houston. Uh, I don't know about Houston. I mean, there's Galveston. Galveston's really not too big because uh, I guess it is big because it's an island and it's a beach. We have closest to Houston, but it like the water's not the best. Yeah. The city is pretty good. They have some good attractions. Uh, like there's this one called Pier mm-hmm. One. But if I were to travel in Houston, it, I'll probably be San right. Antonio since it has a – it's really nice, the whole environment. It's like a, a Alamo – Alamo theme. There's the Alamo, which is a big part of Texas history with I guess, yeah. Mexico, a lot of uh, Mexican culture there. So food is really yeah. great there. Uh, bar- barbecue is surprisingly good there. I think Houston and Austin really have their barbecue down. So if you want barbecue, either try Houston or mm-hmm. Austin. And then Dallas is nice because it's a big city. So there's a lot of variety there. Uh, but from like natural standpoint, there's this park called Jasper uh, State Park, which has a beautiful lake, beautiful lake and huge sceneries and huge trees to walk around. It's mostly a horse park, uh, surprisingly enough. So it's like a park where you take your horses, nice. like the people that own horses, you take them there and you could walk them around the trails and everything. It's a really great place there. Nice. So yeah, awesome. I think that's yeah. about cool. it. Cool. And honestly, my favorite spots are in Florida. I have quite a bit of family that lives in Florida. So. Yeah. Me and my family traveled down there quite a bit, actually. Nice. But um, and in Florida, I think I think everything is just obviously specific parts, but everything's just really beautiful down there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of it. I mean, I've only been to Orlando, um, obviously the Disney World, and then I dated someone from there, so I was there a couple times. But um, cool. I it's funny during the pandemic, um, I was supposed to go down to Miami by myself. I actually had enough points on my credit card for like like flight for a flight in a hotel, and there's oh. one right on the beach in uh, in Miami. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And then obviously this uh, the pandemic happened, so I had to I had to cancel it. Unfortunately, man, that sucks. Oh, see, Brandon, this is what I'm telling you. You need to get a credit card. I've been talking to Brandon about getting the credit card because right. he doesn't have any. And I've started, you know, doing that credit card thing, you know, since it's basically free money. If of course, if you yeah, use it responsibly. Absolutely. And, We're both uh, really young, by the way. Definitely, I'm not <laughs> a full-grown adult without credit. I literally just turned twenty. Just a heads up. Gotcha. We're young. Well, hey, if the pandemic is over before you guys hit twenty-one, the drinking age in Canada is nineteen. Man. So yeah. <laughs> See, that's my honestly my biggest problem with America is like really, so everything <laughs> else eighteen is fine. But when it comes to alcohol, twenty-one. Yeah. That's so stupid. Yeah. Crazy. So it's 19, you said over there, huh? 19. Yeah, 19. Oh, well, hey, well, I just turned 20, man. So Yeah, I'm you got to get up here. Yeah. Drink some Canadian beer. <laughs> some maple, maple-themed maple yeah, alcohol. Yeah, we'll have to find some for you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, oh, but no, that's really, actually, Canada has been one of the places I've always wanted to visit. So definitely in the future, got to plan a trip up there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Every, everything, just from what I've heard and seen, and the mm-hmm. kind of bit, like what you said, everything seems so chill, you know, it seems like it's all. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun, it's a fun place. It's a fun place. Lots of, lots to offer. Lots to offer. Nice. Nice. And I would tell you come down here, but you've already been down here. So you already know. <laughs> you I, already know. I, I still want to do some traveling in the States still. Um, nice. yeah. Any specific places that you want to go? Uh, Miami, New York city, San Francisco. Those would probably be my top three that I haven't been to nice. yet. Okay. Yeah. And what's been your favorite place that you have been to? Uh, I I really enjoyed Boston. Um, oh, okay. I mean, I I do like L.A. L.A. is a is a beast. 
but I do like it. Um, I couldn't live there though. Uh, it, it counts. Uh, I love Honolulu. I love Hawaii. Oh, um, I've been, I've been to Mexico more than I've been to Hawaii, but, uh, yeah, I, I could live in Honolulu in a heartbeat. Exactly. Did you only go to Oahu, that Island or did you just, just islands? Oahu? I haven't been to Maui yet. Okay. Yeah. Maui. I've heard it's really great, but, uh, I, like two years ago, went to Oahu. What a great place mm-hmm. all around. Uh, especially if you go to the North Shore where everything's a little bit more localized. Mm-hmm. What a great place. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to go back. Just put me on a plane anywhere. <laughs> hey, man, plane tickets are cheap right now, man. <laughs> Airline. Yeah, as long as they open the border, then we can go someplace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think recently they just started to stop checking for inter- things, so. Might be yeah, soon. hopefully, and I'll be able to go back to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, hey, something just came up to my mind. Have you guys heard of the series called Trailer Park Boys? Is that a big? Uh, it is. I haven't really seen it, but um, I, I, I do okay. know of it. It's uh, yeah, it's filmed out in the East Coast around Halifax area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it just came to my mind. I was just looking by uh, uh, on Canada and I saw Moncton. I remember that word being mentioned on that show. What yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good one. I've, I haven't seen it too much. <laughs> like, I don't know much about it, but uh, yeah, there's uh, definitely some fun, uh, fun Canadian comedy that we had. Yeah, I haven't seen Carlos is like begging me to watch it. I haven't got around to it yet, but I definitely need to check it out. Carlos, you want to go ahead and do our outro? Oh, thanks for coming on, for giving us the opportunity. I know uh, we're not such a big page and all that. We're just starting out, but we definitely appreciate the, the time you guys take to check yeah, us no out worries. and you know, actually join us. Gotcha. Thanks. And in, in the description, obviously, for this episode, we'll have uh, the link to Brando's YouTube channel and Instagram. So definitely, if you uh, haven't heard of them, definitely go check it out. A lot of great content on there. So, And we'll have that in the description of this episode. Awesome. And any final thoughts, Brando? Uh, uh, nothing for me. Uh, guys, just uh, remember, uh, yeah, definitely check these guys out. And thank you so much for having me on. And remember, if there's someone online who does not like a movie that you love, it doesn't affect your life in any way, shape, or form. Turn the other cheek. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good, good point. So we'll clock it out here, guys. Don't forget, if you're not following us on Instagram already, unofficial underscore movie underscore critics you know any feedback please feel free to send it our way you know or if you want to be a guest on the show definitely feel free to reach out to us we're trying to get guests as many guests as possible so definitely check us out all right so thank you everyone for listening everyone you enjoy the rest of your day night wherever you are in the world